I'm in a bit of a communication quandary currently, and I've tried to record this podcast a few times, which is now the universal cliche in every long-delayed, oftentimes rambling rant, but let me say that. I have considered for some period of time restarting the This Comes Next podcast specifically because of the current political situation and also the current crisis, the alignment of these two things. In fact, the motivation to narrate how the political system is broken based on the current crisis and the inability to deal with the magnitude of the current crisis or the institutional corruption or all the wide variety of other things that seem to cause us so many problems in this day and age. How does one even begin with regards to the circumstance? So, as may be noted from the lack of podcasts, my time has become curiously more scarce through this crisis, which is difficult to narrate because there's a good number of folk, including I know folks that listen to this podcast, that no longer have work. So to complain that one is now overworked in circumstances which one has limited control over seems to just be the wrong story to provide here. So... I'm certainly not going to say that, but the time for me to put out podcasts is diminishing in terms of free time and also free thought. It strikes me as curious, particularly as a student of many different apocalypses, that the apocalypse, the corporatized stay-at-home apocalypse, had never really even ventured into my radar. When this thing started, I was very, you know, like a dog out for a morning stroll, the whole sense of, I know what's going on here, I know how to deal with this. And yes, we've nearly finished the ramen that came through that particular thought. But actually what has happened here is not a scarcity of food or a scarcity of a variety of things, although toilet paper is still pretty scarce in Northern California. It is actually a means of dealing with a response where the forces that be, the government, the authoritarian folk, looking down upon us, don't really have any answers about how this thing is going to restart, aside from us taking our lives into our own hands, which is a rather curious narrative. My neighbour, a few doors up, who I served on the local community with, has tested positive for COVID-19, and he's currently working with Stanford University on a medical trial of a vaccine. So that brings some hope. The notion that someone so close to me has the dreaded virus as well, just makes me reflect on the time through mid-March when I felt unbelievably sick and I couldn't get tested because I hadn't been to China. So my view is rather than current testing, antibody testing is the only way I can identify whether that very bizarre illness that I had through that period of time was actually COVID-19. Certainly current testing would be relatively useless because it identifies if you're currently infected. That would have been very useful in mid-March when our first recognised deaths are now turning up in February here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, so much to decompress through this. I reflect rather heavily on the nature of private healthcare and also like the state thing, whatever that is, with a view that my private healthcare company that I pay a small fortune to still isn't offering independent testing. That would be a really wonderful service to have as I pay I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars a year in order not to see that service occur. The state has also been incredibly strange in the circumstance. They've intentionally under, what's the term, undercounted COVID-related cases and deaths to the point where have you been to China as a means of screening people for the initial set of tests? Well, maybe that's still being used. There's still five questions. I haven't established what the five questions are most recently, but they 
you know, when they removed Have You Been to China, I guess they substituted something else in there. Anyway, so yes, the state, or in my case, the county, maintains testing, but the results as have been independently reviewed through, I think it was a Harvard study even, but Stanford also has done studies here, seem to indicate that the number is 10 to 70 times greater than what is being reported. You have to ask, how can you get a number so wrong? But then you understand the, have you been to China midway through March in the kind of testing and still a series of questions before you get a test. So there's no really accurate way of determining how many people have this virus, had this virus, or what this thing actually means. And in the scope of all of this, there are a series of unknowns as well associated with how anything is going to restart. We're supposed to blindly put a finger in the wind and then just march outside on some given date. Somehow I just don't think the population is going to do that. I mean, the economics may be forcing factors, but practically the just amount of death and the lack of trust seems to be really of an all-time critical high. So you may wonder through this narrative why I haven't restarted the This Comes Next podcast. And my primary concern through this, although every time I record a podcast on it, I just think maybe I should restart it immediately. But my primary concern around this initially was my accent. And the fact that this podcast, if it existed in the future with just some strange Australian-esque sounding dude starting it, probably wouldn't get the best audience response initially. I'm wondering if I should restart it purely for cathartic reasons. And I think that might be the reason that I actually pull the trigger on restarting the podcast. Because quite frankly, the level of surrealness that exists currently requires some degree of independent analysis and potentially satire. If I can keep it somehow optimistically upbeat, what a curious requirement. But if I can keep it somehow optimistically upbeat, I might consider floating the podcast relatively soon. But you ask, Tom, how can you do this with you have so little time to do everything else? Well, that in and of itself is a problem. But you may reflect also why I'm not recording these particular podcasts. That's because I realize that through the spectrum of existences, there are so many different things that are going on currently. The one podcast that has not skipped a beat has been Model Rail Radio. Well, it has skipped a beat associated with me editing them and putting them out. But on a weekly basis, I'm now recording Model Rail Radio as a service to the broader Model Rail community. And it's actually been quite an interesting experience to just take this thing that I normally did every two or three weeks and make it a weekly event. And surprisingly, it's still going on quite comfortably. I mean, we've done this for maybe eight weeks now, maybe more. But yes, we are getting a frequency of callers and a diversity of callers that make me think that this format can continue. It won't continue after COVID, though. <laughs> Doing it on a weekly basis is really brutal. And the editing is particularly brutal. And the backlog of editing is particularly brutal. So my view is in terms of consuming about four to six hours a week editing model rail radio, well, I'm trying to fit it in when I can but it's certainly attacking my other podcasts currently. So hopefully this has been a bit of an update associated with me. I'm going to also record a My Rules Are Better associated with all the gaming and nerd-related stuff that I've got going on. But I wanted to leave you with one thought. In terms of this specific recording, would it be worthy of you to send me an email, a sense of community, a sense of folks that actually listen to this podcast, and give me a thumbs up, thumbs sideways, thumbs down, or at least some indication, and my preference here would be from people that I've 
never heard from previously, but if I've heard from you before, feel free to email me as well. My email address is bravo alpha romeo bravo alpha lima echo tango at gmail.com. That's my name, Barbele, my last name, at gmail.com. I always like hearing from listeners, but in this particular time, at this particular occasion, I'd really like to hear from Long Funk listeners just to get a sense of what's going on in your part of the world, how you're dealing with this thing, and yeah, maybe thoughts of topics or other ideas. Yes, I'm parasitic even to my core. Tom Barbele in San Jose, signing out.